Classic Emily behavior. Emily's riding a high here because she had a real scoring, a torrid scoring streak wow. for her Boy, team. Yeah. Wow. Tasha, Look, just... I drafted for Tasha, and based on first week showings, your girl <laughs> nailed it. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome back to the Little Rap Podcast, everyone. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends. We talk about college football and lifestyle. You can find us at www.thewheelroute.com, at the Route on Twitter, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. And then we are on the internet, available via Apple, Spotify, Google, Google Play, may it rest in peace if that's still a thing, Stitcher, etc., etc. My name's Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logan on the Don. Coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida, where... We are post tropical storm Eta. It was a it was a it was a blustery weekend here in the White House household, but uh, I think we're we're on the other side of it. It would be nice if it would stop raining. It has rained an exceeding amount uh, in the last like three weeks, so uh, would would be maybe interested in uh, nipping that in the bud. But otherwise, we are in in uh, it's it's been otherwise it's been nice when it hasn't been raining and the sun's been out. It's like oh. It's like 78 degrees, little breeze going, you know, feeling feeling good, stomping around the uh, construction site, doing my thing. So, anyhow, life is good over here. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am still in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, where uh, the weather's been, you know, pretty typical fall, like early fall, not yeah. before or two weeks before Thanksgiving fall. Um you know, like upper fifties, some rain here and there. Um, mm. but you know, all in all, can't complain too much. Um, I'm on twitter.com at shank Jordan. I'm on Instagram with the same handle where I've joined Logan in the oh! winner's circle. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, yeah. Hit, hit that air horn one time. DJ turned <laughs> me up. Uh, yeah. One, one, a, you know, above my budget spinning reel. Yeah, there it is. Thanks thanks <laughs> to the folks folks at Badfish. Uh right. So I got a nice new spinning reel on the way at some point. And uh you know, <clears throat> real lesson here guys, just keep keep entering. Keep yes. keep hammering away at the tree, keep knocking on the door. Right. You got nothing to lose. Absolutely. No, that's that's well put. I uh I had, I think last year I won one of these bad fish giveaway the uh like these twenty days of giveaways or whatever because they sent me one of their one of their boxes or I got like a post fly box or something like that but okay. and then I think the year before that was my big my big my big winnings on the uh, skinny water culture so yeah keep entering guys they actually do you know at least some of these little boutique fishing uh, brands that we follow certainly they're at least doing legitimate <laughs> legitimate right. things I've I've received. Yeah, I've received my prize, so you know they're they're driving some traffic numbers. I'm sure, good for them, stacking the algorithm in their favor right before right. the holidays when they drop a bunch of new stuff. I'm sure, but hey, you know, such is life. Got to got to get this bread somehow. Um, yeah, you uh, you plan to just rip rip some major lips with that bad boy? I mean, it's what? Like, do you know what size it is? Is yeah, it like it's a the biggest four thousand? It's, it's like a five thousand. It's the 4, oh wow, 000, a, okay. but it's the biggest one in that like product lineup. So um, yeah. 
I mean, I'll just okay. like, I'll just be. That's a good little little, little snook. In with <laughs> that's a good little snook rod there. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Or a little snook reel. Yeah, get it. Put it on. Uh, you know, now here's the like you're you were joking earlier that you're gonna put it on your forty dollar ugly stick. But no, now, I like, am gonna put it on my. <laughs> <laughs> ugly stick. It's not well, a joke. You might have to. You might have to just go knock around, so you get a little recommendation, something nice. You never know. Yeah, we'll but, see. No, the the ugly stick works just fine. That's for damn sure. Yeah, fish, I love caught more fish on that than I have probably on my nice stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. They can anyhow, right? Uh, Jordan, are you drinking this evening? I I just have I guess we'll call it a virgin ranch water tonight. There we go. Got, there we go. Got the topo and the key lime juice, but uh, no tequila tonight. It'll be a tequila less Thursday in this house. Gotcha, gotcha. I am working with. Uh, friend of the program, Mike Redmond, brought these over last weekend. This is the Florida Peeler mm. from Swamp from Swamphead Brewery. It is the grapefruit easy ale. It is extremely grapefruity. I like it a lot, but it nice. is very grape grapefruit forward. Um, is it like tart grapefruit forward or the sweet grapefruit or a good balance? It's a good balance. It's like not a. It's not like an IPA, mm-hmm. but it's a. It's not like a sour either. Yeah. So it's like it's it's a kind of like a pale-ish ale, uh, but like I said, very very grapefruit forward. I like it. Living uh, living in Florida, are you have you evolved into the just like half a grapefruit in a bowl for breakfast guy yet? Or that's that's funny you say that. My, that was that was my childhood. We did that growing up yeah. a lot. Like that was my dad's thing. He like he's a particular man, you know, and he likes to get up and cut the grapefruit in half and section the grapefruit individually with the little, look, I'm, I'm looking like my dad right now doing the hand motion. Just like trowel. Yeah. 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 He's got like the little, uh, you know, but he would always like talk trash about the people who had the spoon that had like the little uh, ridges on the end, like the, the, the sharp spoon. He's like, Oh, that thing never works. You got to get in there with a knife and actually free all the, the... so he would go through each individual section Sector. and cut yeah. on, and cut on both sides of the flesh. And my, my, uh, my Mima RIP, she had this technique in which she would take the grapefruit after she had eaten all the sections out and she would spin her spoon inside it and it would like tie that center like the the thing that goes through the core mm-hmm. and all of the all of the little fleshy like, like uh things that hold yeah would like somehow tie it together into like this hard like thing and then she would she could go through and just scrape all the meat the, like excess meat oh. off the inside of the skin it was it was like mind blowing I had never seen That's someone crazy. do it, but he like had this like crazy technique. So anyhow, if you're if you're out there, um, you know, find yourself the grapefruit. Got to cut it. Got to cut it. Um, you know, hamburger, not hot dog. But. Oh yeah, hamburger for sure. Right, but uh, no, we um, I mean, being in Florida, maybe more specific answer to your question, we do get hella deals all winter on um, hella citrus on, on right. citrus. I you gotta know. imagine, yeah. The little citrus stand by our house is like they'll have the sign up and it's like i have actually seen free grapefruits on the sign but Dang. it'll be like 10 grapefruits for a dollar which is wild That's nice. so like <laughs> <dollar piece laughs> up here sure yeah or or more depending on how it goes but yeah i mean it's we're, we're approaching the season so depending on the citrus canker and you know how cold the winter was and mm-hmm. all of the things that people talk about but uh yeah this has been a produce talk with the wheel route podcast yeah um I also have another beer here in case uh, in case we go long. It is from Breckenridge Brewery, the Avalanche Amber Ale. Oh, um, Breck! Yeah, Breck, dude. <laughs> I I got the I got the um, they have a fifteen pack sampler. Oh, it was in the Walmart liquor store. 
Um, okay. So I was uh, Walmart liquor store. You don't have that, but underrated as far as it <laughs> as far it. as it uh, um, the beer selection is like you'll look back there and they, none of the coolers look remotely full at all. But you'll like kind of look in there like oh, they got some they got some hits in here and good yeah. deals too. I so. I remember the one of the coolest liquor grocery store combos I went to. I think was in Omaha. There was like a, a Martin's okay. type grocery store, but it had a whole like wing off to the left that was just like beer and liquor and wine. It was like a yeah. mini total wine, but it wasn't that okay. franchise. And they had like they had some bangers of like local brewed beers and like all the it was it was awesome. I, I think I'd uh, love to live in a non-state controlled, you know, <laughs> situation. It certainly drives the prices down. I mean, on on liquor, like in general, but yeah. Um, I remember being in. And this is weird. I remember being in Omaha also, and uh, they had a pretty. They, you know, it was an engineering conference I was at, so they had to strategically deploy the beer cart mm-hmm. at certain times to kind of like force, you know, the weirdos to talk to each other. Force but the networking they, to happen. Yeah, force the networking to happen. Hey, it's the reason. Basically, that conference is the reason I live in Florida now. But um, I, I remember they had some nice uh, local Omaha brews that would come out on the carts. Yeah. Uh, it was a good time, you know. I'll, I'll drink a beer. I don't, I'm not scared. So. I'll run into a cold beer. All right, so lifestyle moment that probably takes care of it. Shout out to you for winning an Instagram giveaway. Um, you know, and just keep keep firing, keep firing those shots, guys. Shoot or shoot, right. shoot your shot. Uh, Masters weekend. Also, we we yes. should mention yes. in the lifestyle. Happy Masters actually. weekend. Uh, any watched, any plans? I watched all the coverage today while I was working from home. Uh, as, as did I in the, in from about one thirty on, I had it locked in. So, yeah, I was, I mean, I was like, I was so pumped. I got up early so I could watch Bryson's group go off at seven thirty three. Uh, right. weather, weather delay happened. Um, and it was a pretty uh, long weather delay too, right? Like it was in like some of the video that people were, were sharing to social media was, was hurricane ish looking like just the amount of water that was uh accumulating in certain spots and then once they went off it looked like a completely different course sun was out sky was nice and blue um so yeah go golf tigers in contention we got got a lot of big names went low today um should be justin thomas was Justin Thomas was putting up a hell of a round, and he, I think, still has some some scoring holes ahead of him. Yeah, he's for the, for the he's early too morning. Off the lead through ten holes, so yeah, he could really put a number up, for sure. Right, and and turn right back around and get to play all those holes right right again. So yeah, that'd be that would be interesting. But that all said, happy Masters weekend, America. We uh we deserve this one, you know. Let's enjoy it. We really it is kind of weird. It is weird to see them hit shots and like the. You know, you're used to seeing the balls land on the green and just like hearing that little like pop from the crowd, and there's just nothing. It's just, yeah. huh, just 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 watching dudes play golf. Yeah. Um, so I guess I apparently like, and the word of the the members are allowed to attend and watch. Um, sure. So apparently there was a group of like Peyton Manning, Roger Goodell, and Rob Manfred following Tiger's group today. Um, wow. So, elite you know, elite white guy energy there. Yeah, wow. just the, the tankiest threesome <laughs> of spectators 
you could possibly imagine. For sure. Yeah. Being a, being a member. So those guys are all members at Augusta National? Yeah. That's interesting. Like, I mean, is is it is a membership there like more of a ceremonial thing, do you think? I think it's got to be like... It's not like Peyton Manning certainly isn't playing Augusta National like twice a month, right? I don't think so. I mean, he he golfs and he's. I know great, he golfs, but right, but yeah, I don't. I mean, he doesn't live. Like, he doesn't live there, right? Right. I don't know that yeah. he's like traveling there several times a month, like you said. I think certainly. it's more yeah. like I share a locker with these three other guys that play it mm-hmm. twice or three times a year, and that works. Gotcha. Where does Peyton Manning live? Does he live in Denver still, or does he live in like Nashville? I I want to say he lives in the Nashville area, but I think he does have uh, some Papa John's franchises in Denver, which have got to be just doing super well the last several years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> one one would one would think. I'm just I'm just wondering where because he... of the weed, guys. It's because of the weed. Right. Where does pay? Payton Manning. Manning. Jeez Louise. Didn't he marry a UVA grad? Uh, I feel like that checks out. Not to brag, but I feel like... As as of September 7th, 2020 on (laughs) fanbuzz.com, they live in Denver still. Oh. Peyton and Ashley Manning. Interesting. Well, good for him. Ashley's the uh, HGH plug, right? Oh, probably. Yeah. The injector. Alleged injector. <laughs> I mean She's I think like I think I would have chosen Denver over Nashville as well. That's probably true. Okay, here we go. According to Bleacher Report, the two met when her next door neighbor introduced them the summer before he enrolled at Tennessee and then Ashley headed east to attend the University of Virginia. Go who's they stayed together, long distance relationship, LDR, and they married in 2001 and they've been injecting ever since so shout out successfully injecting since 2001 (laughs) (laughs) they've got that in like the the pinterest script up on some shiplap or something (laughs) with like a apothecary style like needle or something up there it's that same font that uh someone's someone on twitter quote tweeted the what's something that's not explicitly racist but just feels racist. just as like, like gather <laughs> yeah it says like gather or something ridiculous yeah. uh love it okay cool um we'll keep it moving so yeah masters should be fun uh bryson's just a, a whole experience i i guess just it's, spent a it's lot just of time he, in the pine straw today he really did he's he's just so fidgety and like antsy and then i don't know I, I can't tell if he's overselling it now when they ask him questions and he like talks about like how many degrees off and like different things. He's like, yeah, it was like a 30 degree pot. Uh, you know, it was about 12. It was about a 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, uh, nine iron. It's like, oh, okay. All right. So anyhow, but Hey, fun times. It's tremendous. content. <clears throat> yeah. So it is tremendous. Happy content as well. Uh, not so happy this week of college football we got ahead of us. So it's let's true. get it moving over here. We have a, a bevy of cancellations, probably with more to come, let's face it. But uh, so far on the cancellation list, and Jordan, feel free to add to this if you need to, uh, Bama LSU, Ohio State Maryland, which is a real shame. 
uh, UGA, Missouri, Auburn, Mississippi State, Memphis Navy, Pitt, Georgia Tech, Air Force in Wyoming, and Louisiana Monroe, Arkansas State. So that's, what, eight eight games, I think. Um, feels like a lot. Yeah. Um, three of them are SEC games. Also feels like a lot. Um, looks like the, the Pac-12 bounced back in a big way. It doesn't have any... Uh, doesn't have any cancellations after a rough first week, but yeah, uh, as of now, I did see a tweet maybe <coughs> earlier this morning that uh, one of our our picking games could be in jeopardy. That's Cal Arizona State, but okay. uh, we're still gonna pick it, and if they don't play, it'll push. So we'll, another push. We'll deal with that if we have to. It's great for the end of season percentage. That's what Can't I lose say. on a push. I've often said that's this. right. Um, I, I mean, of, of the games there, clearly Alabama-LSU is, you know, I guess, the highest profile game that this year. I don't know that LSU was going to put up much of a fight. And, um, you know, maybe, they're, they're, maybe they'll think that they, they're not going to have to play this game and take this butt whooping. But yeah. uh, it, it makes it kind of odd for LSU, though, because I think they already have a rescheduled game with Florida um, for that December 12th date, which I think is held open right now for maybe the SEC championship game too. So there's like a lot of moving parts there. Yeah. They might not end up playing the LSU Florida game since it's out of division. Um, I've, I've heard, I've seen that bandied about, uh, I guess it also depends on if, if, you know, Florida's got to win their games too, to be in line for the SEC championship game. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of moving parts here. Probably hard to say what's going to happen or what's not going to happen or count any wins or count even any games at this point. But uh, yeah, that would have been. I was going to look forward to maybe seeing a uh, little little Tua Tuita against uh, Ohio State. Could have been a good time. Uh, he's thrown for like a zillion yards in both games so far this year. Yeah, he's been, been on on a little wild. bit of a hot run. Yes, he has. Um, but anyhow. Speaking of hot runs, let's uh, let's move. Oh, did you catch any uh, midweek maction this week, Jordan? Uh, I the only maction I really did catch was the wonderful highlight of Eastern Michigan, I believe it was. One of the directional Michigans winning on a yeah. fake spike last. Oh night. yeah, gosh, that open. makes me so happy. Like, I, <laughs> I, I mean, the fake spike was one of my favorite video game plays to run because like you could you could make that work a lot of time for whatever reason the computer was just never ready for it Um, (laughs) but like i've always wanted to see it run more especially in college like yeah it's it's college what what the hell guys just have some fun run the fake spike but this guy like could not have been more uncovered from the jump it wasn't even like he ran around a defender it was just it was he like a, there and no one bothered to go follow him. Yeah, the 2018 Florida Kentucky situation mm-hmm. there, like just multiple dudes wide open, just flipping out there. So, um, yeah, I watched some of you know. Obviously, the game really stuck with me. Buffalo was playing, uh, whoever they were playing. I watched <laughs> a little bit of that. It's always it's always pleasant to see a little action midweek. It was like yeah. Tuesday also, and we were getting some of that. Um, We'll move on to some other games of note this weekend. Notre Dame is at Boston College. I did hear one of those like serendipitous stats uh, that the last time Notre Dame beat a number one team the week after they ended up playing Boston College and losing, unranked Boston College and losing. So, um, you know, sorry, Notre Dame. Sorry yeah. for your luck. But uh, Jeff Halfley and those bo- them boys going to be out here. 
Uh, I think BC's improved. I mean, we saw it against Clemson. They looked like, I mean, they put together one really good half and a kind of a stinker <clears throat> of a half. But they, they're good on defense. And if Notre Dame sleep, sleepwalks into this game, it could be low scoring. But I think Notre Dame's good. Yeah. And I think that A, Boston College just caught Clemson at a great time to like, sure. really play them close. Oh, well, they got some nice luck, turnover luck that helped Yeah, them they out, got some like good turnover look, luck, too. And I think in this one, like, because of how close the Clemson game was, Notre Dame is that much less likely to overlook Boston College. Like, they're not going to sneak up on Notre Dame because they played Clemson so tight, is my theory. So if I'm I, a I betting man, that. I might be interested in sprinkling a little bit on Notre Dame. And the under. Potentially the under. Yeah. We got an early afternoon in Chestnut. <laughs> the frigid. You don't just walk into Chestnut Hill with no one in the stands and expect to come out of there unscathed, you know? Right. I've, I've often said this. You will be scathed. Uh, yes. Another game that I debated putting as a picker, uh, but I did not because there's zero wins between these two teams, is Penn State at Nebraska. Um, but this is an all-time anxiety bowl type game for these two teams. Like, both fan bases – I think overvalue their team's goodness or their team spot in the national uh, um, hierarchy, Landscape. if you will. Yeah. Yes, yes, and especially Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But Penn State has just gotten off to a slow start. Nebraska maybe isn't, isn't that good. Um, but, yeah, I think this could be interesting. Uh, if one of these teams wins big, then the other team is going to feel really bad. And, the message uh, boards a, are going to be fired up regardless. Yes, if it's a if it's a hard fought game, one team is going to celebrate way too hard to have beaten uh, a winless team. Also, so you want to guess the line on this? I'm going to say uh, Penn State by two and a half. Penn State by three. Man, so you are you are. Right. I am. I am handicapped, in, dude. <laughs> I, I didn't look at it either. Keep working on your stuff, and uh, we'll move out to the desert in like two years. Right. Make reality make Steve out of it. Reality Steve did not tell me the the uh, results. So. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, next up, we have South Carolina at Ole Miss. I think that if South Carolina gets whitewashed here, we might be looking at a Will Muschamp walk in the plank situation. Yeah, he uh, he said some things this week that did not go over well uh rightly so he he basically said how bad oh, he feels yeah. for dj durkin for everything <laughs> right he had to go through who, who asked him that question? oh i guess he's all right yeah i, I guess i understand why there is a thing why yeah, i asking, hated that yeah, but right uh yeah that yeah we can move on from that it's just well that's just one of those things where like listen unending loyalty to your buddies gets you in trouble. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a bad thing that Will Muschamp is a loyal guy. Right. But well, it is just like, I bet it is brain says yeah, football right. thing. And because of, we expect friend. him to be a little bit better, but maybe, yeah, but like, yeah, maybe the person personal side, you should be able to maybe parse the fact that like DJ Durkin was in some, in some part potentially responsible for uh, the death of a young man a couple years ago at maryland and that was super sad listen these you know we we 
do unfortunately see that happen with football, especially these big lineman types uh, during summer training and stuff like that. It's no excuse, though. We're, I think it's gotten better. We we certainly don't see it as often as we were seeing it. We were kind of seeing it sort of often there for a while, and it was yeah. like kind of scary. Uh, but you know, that all said, you you need to be you need to be better than maybe maybe uh, think about think about something other than like DJ is my friend. I must defend DJ. Right. I'm really sorry. He, he uh, had to go through that time like, in the film room trenches with him. And I must <laughs> right. cover his butt. Right. DJ Durkin, former uh, Florida interim head coach, mm-hmm. uh, I believe when Muschamp, uh, when Muschamp got fired. So he really had his back that time. <laughs> uh, and last up we have Arkansas at Florida. Felipe Franks makes his return to the swamp. Um, Got to be weird. I wonder how that is. I mean, he was on that team for what, three, four years uh, going to the swamp every day or going to the swamp every game day at home and stuff like that. It's got to be weird kind of going in there as a visitor. Yeah. I think Florida's like 18 and a half point favorite in this game from what I saw. Uh, they are much more talented than Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And Arkansas didn't put up much of a fight against Texas A&M a couple weeks ago. And that that would be a team I would like in Florida too. Yeah, so it's like Florida tier. Yeah, I would I would think that Arkansas, um, you know, I could I could see an inspired Felipe Franks performance or them hitting a couple deep passes could maybe keep a minute for a little bit, but I don't I don't I think ultimately this is a uh, talent discrepancy game more maybe more than anything else. Also, Sam Pittman not coaching for Arkansas this week, so he would not mind. Right yes, he has COVID. I hope he gets better um and feels all right i think he's been doing okay from what i've heard but uh, i would like to see florida safeties play well in this game it would be nice to maybe see a little back end improvement um i don't think arkansas is going to do a lot but you're going to play quarterback with a live arm that's probably going to test you deep a couple times um felipe does tend to hold on to the ball a little long though so i wouldn't be surprised uh you know and then when he does that he tends to throw interceptions i wouldn't be surprised if uh, florida could put some pressure on him and um and uh maybe force a couple INTs. It would be nice to get the uh, get the DBs a little bit of confidence heading into the back half of the season. But uh, yeah, they got to play. They, they got to play well. Arkansas is good enough now that you actually have to. You know, you have to pay attention. You have to play well. You can't just like come into this game and think you're going to dominate because I don't know if that's necessarily true. Yeah, but Florida's uh, Florida's. I, I do think Arkansas has a white guy starting a corner, which th- th- probably doesn't bode well against Florida. That, well, that's Florida. isn't that the guy who picked off Matt Corral like eleven times? Three, three times, yeah, yeah, three picks in that game. Yeah. No, he's good. Scholarship. Yeah, um, I I would like to know if there are any uh, offshore or otherwise operations offering prop bets for Felipe Frank's crowd shushes during this oh, game. Oh, yeah. You know he wants to. Because I would be all over the over. <laughs> that. I'd be over at two and a half crowd shushes. Yeah. Uh, I saw one of Florida's running backs. They asked him, like, what's it like with Felipe coming back? And they're like, until after the game on Saturday, we're beefing. <laughs> like, that's just what he said. <laughs> so I was like, that's funny. That's a funny response. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Apparently, Mullen and, and Brian Johnson, the quarterback's coach, still talk to Felipe from time to time, though, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Mullen did step in it a little bit because he said that, I guess, uh, Megan Mullen, his wife, talks to Felipe more than he does. <laughs> That's what he, like, that was a quote. And it's like, oh, Twitter's going to enjoy this. Yeah. They, they Surely to, Twitter will just let that slide yeah. and not right, mention right. it at all. Yeah, exactly. Not the fact that like they were like big time, big time Felipe supporters, especially when he broke his leg and stuff. Right. I remember... Did you? Yeah, there was like a special about that or something, man. That was. I sad. think we watched that. 
Did we watch it together? It was like super sad. It's like, man, Felipe, I feel bad for this guy now. (laughs) Yeah, that was was like the HBO. uh, Yes, it was the, yeah, the the real. Or all access or whatever. Right. He was uh, like watching the game and he was just like bummed out. Hella bummed out. Anyhow, football players, man. All right. Let's pick some games. Let's pick some games. Uh, It should be noted. I guess we didn't mention it earlier, but Jason is on on the work train again tonight. So he is once again texted in his terrible picks, and he's waxing the, he's waxing the floor at the convo 2.0. Right, they are. He's running the buffer. Yeah, he he's buffing out all the scratches that the media put on the floor uh, during the tour the <laughs> other day, of which we were not a part somehow. Uh, no, so, not even an invite. Not even as much as an invite. So don't ever accuse the JMU Dukes of playing favorites when it comes to credentials, because they don't. I promise. Uh, all right, we have five games to pick by the skin of our teeth. There are five in the spreadsheet. Uh, whether or not all five of these end up being played, who knows? We'll find out. Uh, we're gonna start at 12 p.m. Back in Blacksburg, Virginia, we go. Uh, Miami at Virginia Tech. This line has puzzled us ever since it opened. We don't understand it. We haven't understood anything about it, but the Hokies are favored by two and a half. Uh, And it hasn't moved. Hasn't moved either. Hosting (laughs) the number nine Miami Hurricanes. Um, Jason has taken Miami. I'm going to go ahead and take Virginia Tech. Uh... This yeah. is sort of an emotional hedge situation, but I feel like uh, the line, like you mentioned, Logan, the fact that it hadn't really moved at all since it opened yeah. makes me feel like it it's a real stinker, so I'm going to take the <clears> side <throat> that feels wrong. Yeah, I mean, Virginia Tech is, they're not bad. I mean, they, they're fresh off a of loss of Liberty in like just colossal, embarrassing, hilarious fashion, but that, that all said... Like I, they're not bad. They they score some points. They play good defense in spurts. Um, my it's a it's a it's in Blacksburg. Big travel for Miami. They didn't look. Miami did not look great against. I mean, they, their offense looked really good against uh, NC State. They but, didn't look inspired. No, and I, I I could see another uninspired performance coming here. I'll take Virginia Tech as well. Uh, it seems a little fishy to me. Now I think Miami. Logic would say probably pick Miami here based on just record and yeah. body of body of work here, but I don't know. There's something weird. I feel like Miami is probably due for a letdown, which is not necessarily a reason to pick against them, but um, they've been they've been playing with it a little bit. Yeah, they should probably with they, they probably are. Oh, they probably deserve another loss. Let's just say that. Yeah, they're due. Uh, all right, next we stay in the Commonwealth. This for a three thirty game that hey CBS y'all got nothing else going on if you want to come rescue this from Masson or wherever it's gonna land, uh, not the ACC right. network apparently, but oh. uh, we've got I'll, Louisville I'll at UVA where the Who's are favored by four. I'm gonna go ahead and take UVA. Um, I think the bye week helped with some injury stuff. And I think the COVID issues, again, primarily on Louisville's side, primarily on the defensive line. So how how stout that unit will be 
remains to be seen. It was not very good before the postponement of this game. They gave up a ton of rushing yards to Virginia Tech. Um, so I'm going to take the Hoos. I think they can win by five comfortably. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like seeing Louisville at their best this year, they seem to me better than Virginia. I'll take Louisville. All right. But I think... I... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think the only real like good Louisville I've seen was against Florida State, so I don't know really how reliable of a sample that is. And I mean, that could be, that could be true. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not totally sold, and I feel good about whatever little momentum or energy UVA was building off of the UNC win two weeks ago. Yeah, I just Louisville's if if Louisville is able to utilize some of their speed, I just they seem to me like a team Virginia is going to be like built to struggle against because they're struggle. so fast for sure. Yeah, I, I and I think Virginia and Louisville have played some really good games in the past handful of years, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. It's gone both ways, and it's been weird games and everything else. So hope for a good game here, but yeah, maybe maybe a slight emotional hedge. I don't. I just. I guess I don't really believe in in Virginia yet to like step up. Yeah. So we'll see. It's fair. But they beat North Carolina last time we saw them play. So I mean, what am I talking about? All right, uh, Jason is taking Louisville in that matchup as well. Next, we're going to go out west for a 7 p.m. Eastern kickoff. We've got Oregon at Washington State, where the Ducks are favored by 10 on the road, and Logan gets to pick first. Ducks are favored by 10 on the road. Give me Oregon. Um, real home dog situation here, but, uh, yeah, inspired inspired Oregon. Knocked some rust off last week. I think they'll be uh, more primed and ready to go here. Uh, and Nick Rolovich and them boys are not up to the task just yet. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Uh, Oregon, probably way more talented, and it's going to take some time for our our sweet coaching prospect to really get things rolling there. Um, you're missing any sort of weird factor that Leach would have brought to this. So, I don't yeah. – I mean, this could definitely – bite us in the butt but i i don't sure. feel bad 10 doesn't make me as nervous as it does in some other games if it was like deep into november or early december mm-hmm. also in washington i'd be more maybe apt to think that it would just be like raining like sleeting sideways and this game could be really gross and there's that yeah. and there's also like oregon i mean in theory they've still got a playoff shot mm-hmm. to play for so style points are still a thing this early on in their campaign um yeah well and so is practice frankly yeah it's (laughs) true you know you got to leave the first stringers in and let them get some reps uh, against live bullets Mm -hmm. all right uh 7 30 kickoff we've got uh some b1g action i guess we'll call it potential yeah it's gonna be uh a lot of a lot of sacks of potatoes just slamming up against each other. Uh, we've got Wisconsin at Michigan. Wisconsin favored on the road in the Big House by four and a half. It's going to be weird seeing the Big House socially distanced. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jason has taken the Badgers 
to uh to cover i'm actually gonna go michigan here i'm gonna I, yeah. i'm gonna lean towards i mean like they haven't played well but no their group is like is consistent wisconsin's coming off of a lot of covid stuff and i don't know if that quarterback is eligible graham mertz or whoever it is um he might yeah. be out of his 21 day uh bubble or whatever it is but um i think i'm gonna go to michigan this kind of feels like the point in the season where it's like if they lose this it could slip away from them really fast but if they win this yeah. they've got a little bit more footing and they stay engaged for a little bit longer so i think this is the michigan. i'm gonna take michigan too for the reasons that i think this is the perfect game where Michigan's defense is suited to play against Wisconsin. They're yes. not suited to play against teams that uh, like push the ball down the field heavy. And and listen, if Wisconsin comes out and shotgun and throws the ball over the place, then I guess you know call me wrong. But I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, Michigan is probably a more talented team than Wisconsin. Oh, and think. yeah, and I, I think in a low scoring and probably what amounts to a defensive struggle, low scoring game, Michigan should be able to cover here, especially at home especially with a sort of back-against-the-wall situation. Uh, they have not been playing great the past two weeks. They're one and two, I believe. So, um, yeah, they need they, they, they need this one. And, yeah, Wisconsin has a little bit of kind of like we were talking about TCU, kind of like we were talking about Utah. They have – I mean, I think they're getting better and, you know, rising to the top, but they kind of are in that – "Quote unquote weaker side of the Big Ten. I think they get a lot of credit for being a really good team. In in reality, they benefit from playing uh, a weaker version of schedule year in and year out, and uh, you know, really only having one or two big games a year. So, I, I do think Wisconsin is good. I don't want to take away from them, but I don't think that they're demonstrably different than Michigan. So, I, I'll go ahead and take Michigan here. All right, and our fifth game of the slate is the one we mentioned as might be still in a little bit of jeopardy, but we'll see. This is California going to the house that Herm is building, Arizona State, uh, hosting as four-point favorites. Um, I'm going to take ASU. I believe in Herm. They lost a tough one last week. Uh, Not to brag, I did suggest betting them to cover the spread, though. They definitely did that. Um, they did that. So I'm gonna bet them, bet them to cover again this week. Load up on the Sun Devils. Yeah, I think Cal plays really good defense, and I think that coach is is highly regarded and and is a good coach. But I think he's one of those guys that uh, maybe would do better. Uh, I heard Stanford Steve on a podcast this week talking about that he's kind of got an inkling to maybe come east. So um, okay. maybe he'd be looking to make a move. That all said, I'll take Arizona State too. I like their quarterback. Uh, is it Jaden Daniels? Um, he's good. Uh, I think they'll be cleaned up from last week and uh, looking, you know, looking their wounds a little bit uh, and take out some of their frustrations on probably a, they, they got to be a more talented team than Cal. So yeah, yeah, I I like their quarterback better than the Cal quarterback whose name I don't know. So sure. Side note: Did you see the the Texas Tech quarterback depth chart thing? Yeah, it was like the the quarterback, the tight end, and the wide receiver. They all hmm. they all all skill position players, obviously. Right. They all had like different like 
mix some things in their name and they were all just like they all were future bachelor contestants so for sure be. that claimed that they were nfl players right speaking of the bachelor let me go get let me go get coachy let's do it who did jason take in that game jason also took arizona state okay so another, all right we've got two consensus picks this week all right let's move on to some lifestyle content here let me get the queen bee and uh i'll be right back all right welcome back uh we're here lifestyle portion of the podcast let's welcome to the show the unmatchable irresistible most lovable podcast semi-regular that we have guys give put your hands together for kochi yeah pleasure to be here he's out here uh what are you drinking tonight kochi um some apothic red oh a little little ar well, they are. Mm-hmm. Not bad. It's been open for about three days now, so it's yeah. right there on the cusp of not okay. being so good. Of being so a good wine. Yeah, yeah. So time to take it to Pound Town, if you know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, speaking of Pound Town, Bachelorette this week. So it's been Hi. two weeks since we uh, recorded. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you want to start? I mean, we had uh, a, a painful, a painful final, the, the final death throes of the Claire Crawley experience. Uh, I think it went around, you know, Jordan. This is this is like me. About three weeks too long, though, Claire. All right, we we were we were about three weeks too much time spent playing all of that out. Uh, what what do you have to say for yourself? I, I mean, I think I'd I'd be a little more fair to Claire. I think it was two rather than three too long. I'd have given her one episode and got her up out of there. I mean, it was clear from the get go. Yeah, but we needed to lay the groundwork for like why she was such a bad like. Bachelorette, <laughs> you know, we need to really paint a clear picture of why Tasha is such a breath of fresh air. Beyond Claire, just like found her soulmate and left. We got to see just how much the remaining dudes hate her, and I think they did a great <laughs> job of, of painting that for us. Right. So. All right. So before we get to that, I mean, we gave it away a little bit, but no more Claire. I think we all saw this coming. Yeah. And in the Cliff Notes or Spark Notes version of uh, the episode two weeks ago. Claire tells Chris that she cannot go. Well, actually, to be fair, it's Chris who goes to Claire. True. From what I've heard in other interviews, Claire did not know he was coming to talk to her and basically like have the conversation of we need to figure something else out because this isn't working. So she was like actively sabotaging the other dudes at that point, too. Like it was bad. Jordan, what did you think? Uh, What was your take on, I guess, that episode? I mean, it was. There was no scoring in that episode. It was just yeah, no points. Terrible. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was real. I guess let down from an entertainment standpoint, like especially <laughs> yeah. especially from the the perspective that I and and Logan for sure watch it from. Just like let's totally bash on dudes and not even like <laughs> not even care about the journey at all. Um, <laughs> right. This yes. was this was all about the journey and the destination and uh yeah, it was it was weird. It felt scripted and like like this show does from time to time, but um yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was kind of refreshing for them to be like, okay, let's like let's address when something's going sideways and do something about it rather than just let it keep playing out the way it was so i think that was a smart move but uh devoting a whole episode to it was a little much 
in my opinion. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, basically we had the dramatic meetings with Chris and then they and were then allowed they, to have like a date. Yeah. Essentially. She, they had a one-on-one She could make sure she wanted to marry him. <laughs> Go figure. She canceled another uh, group date right. so she could have a one-on-one date with Dale. <laughs> Uh, which essentially turned into a fantasy fantasy sweet night after they found out that both of their parents uh, had some hitchhiking experiences to find love Brother. and find one another. Oh, yeah. Um, this was one thing I wanted to really, really go off on a little bit. I cannot stand when people, like, assign their parents' relationships to their experience as, like, oh, this this means it's meant to be or like because this also happened to my one parent and it seems like it's happening now for us like these it's in the stars like could not be more out on that and these two just fell face forward into like oh my gosh this is more confirmation that we are we are lovers and we are to be together forever (laughs) for multiple lifetimes it was awful yeah do you think that Dale, I mean, I don't want to take the entire approach that, like, do you think Dale really likes Claire? Like, obviously, he really likes Claire. Like, that's a stupid thing to say. Like, but Dale seems a bit swept up in the momentum of the of the moment. Yes? Yeah. Would we agree? Look, okay. Deep dive into Dale here. In terms of, in terms of Coach E's analysis. D-D into D. Let's um, do it. I feel like my suspicions were further confirmed after watching the Dale and Claire interview with Chris this week. I think Dale is a guy who's just kind of content with someone else taking charge and taking the lead on things. And so I think for him, and I will say maybe it speaks to whatever bizarre level of trust he and Claire have developed in, you know, 12 days but he seemed content to like, oh, like if you think this is the real deal, then okay, then like he yeah. used the phrase at one point. Oh, it was when they got engaged, and she was like, "I knew it was love and from I the start," it. and yeah. I was like, "I accept," and I accepted and it. And he said that twice. Like he came back to it, and it's like, oh, okay. But he did, to his credit, say like, I think he's he's not so naive. Like Claire almost seems like she's approaching it from like a level of naivete that she's just like, uh. Like, oh my God, we're in love. And I'm just so thankful for him every second. I have this perfect man. He is my perfect soulmate. He completes me in every way. And like Dale, to his credit, at least some of the things that he said was like, all right, well, you know, like now we got to put, now we got to put in the work and we got to like actually like figure out how to be like together and stuff like that. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, that's good, but. Uh, Maybe it'll work out for those reasons. Like he helps kind of ground her he just doesn't really seem to bring a whole lot to the table though from like an original thought standpoint and he seems like a pretty good sport but i I think being a good sport is not like grounds for a relationship yeah he seems he seems pretty (laughs) uh like malleable in terms of kind of his attitude of like yeah i'll go along with it like yeah sure i think his he I think it was unfair to put him in the corner of like, all right, you're going to propose to this person after 12 days or yeah. you guys are going to break up on the show. Like those, <laughs> those right. were kind of the only two options. And so he took the one that was going to like cause less damage, whether yeah. they like, whether they really make it in the long run, who knows? I'm rooting for the kids. I don't care. <laughs> also, I'm not like going to follow along, but 
obviously you don't you don't wish anything bad on him but it seems like he right. was just like well of these two choices i seem to have in front of me i will do this one and yeah. i think because I at least we can work. stay together yeah. right yeah we can at least stay together and figure it out right right uh and then just there was a lot of clairisms in this episode well, like she was on her worst she was she was on her on her bs as the kids are saying fully these days, but fully on it it was like when they were like they were like maybe dancing and she was just looking at him with this cheesy smile and she's like yeah yeah and she just kept saying that oh it was killing me and, oh, it was rough it, it just seemed like a little contrived like i don't know i'm not well duh i mean it's a pretty bachelorette but like where you know it, it she seemed like she was maybe overselling it a bit. Just a touch. Just a little too much think, dip on your tip. Right? A little too much dip. Like genuinely really excited to be engaged and get married. Sure. I think it's potential she's maybe more potentially more excited <laughs> to get married than she is to marry Dale, if that makes sense. I yeah, yes. yeah. I mean that's this yeah. seems to be how she's yeah. She's excited yeah. to marry her idea of Dale too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other point I want to visit about this episode, and then we can move on, is when Claire goes to talk to the men and oh, yeah. uh, explain that she's chosen Dale, it's the one, and our boy Kenny, just not afraid to confront her and say, well, I feel like you owe us an apology, which, for, yeah, absolutely, Kenny, <laughs> go ahead, man. And Claire gives him the most passive-aggressive response of, yes. I will apologize if I hurt anyone. I will apologize <laughs> if I wasted your time. But I will not apologize for love. So you essentially didn't apologize for anything. Right. You know? She just said, like, and I will, but never, like, actually did. Yeah. I don't think anyone yes. was asking her to apologize for falling in love. No. I mean, ostensibly, right. it's the point of the show, right? But... Kenny was Kenny was like fired up though, which was funny. I mean, he was he was just interrogating oh, her. Yes. Uh, he he seemed pretty jazzed through the entirety of the episode. And and sweet Jason, our, our guy, sweet Jason, he uh, is a big oaf, and he took this really hard. Oh yeah. Like way too hard. Also, side note, man, he did. Like, what did you think? You were gonna... Have you yeah. never taken like a cursory review of like what goes down on the Bachelor or and or Bachelorette? Like right. he like like he kissed her like one time, and but he just, was like, he have... was the worst guy to go on the one on one with her. Yeah, like, well, that, that is probably true. <laughs> he he seems uh, the least prepared to to let walls down, as they say. Um, yeah, and then he and then he let him down, and he doesn't do that normally, apparently, yeah. and uh, so therefore he thinks that like he needs to marry her because he like, I guess burned a dress with her and like told her that he. As demons, I mean, what what walls did he actually let down? They wrote a letter to their younger selves on the beach, man. Like that's that's so deep. <laughs> I could see for a guy like Jason, who probably just doesn't open up very often, if he's like going into this with like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna put it all on the line. I'm gonna be vulnerable, and even if it's maybe not our idea of like yeah. the most vulnerable he could be, it was a lot for probably him. And as as I said, I mean, if we can rewind the tape to a few weeks ago when that episode aired, that was some very, like, manipulative vulnerability on Claire's part. Oh, you know, sure. like, 
contrived vulnerability. 100%. So, like, I feel bad for him because I would definitely say, and who knows, like, the producers may have had a part in figuring out that date, but it just seemed really unfair to him. Like, I do feel for him. I, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, like if he had if he had been on the one on one that uh, the other guy went on where they had the like weird pool hangout day, like <laughs> he he wouldn't have he wouldn't have caught feelings the way that he did, and he would have been fine. But he also would have been sent yeah. home, so it probably would have been better for him. Yes, yeah, poor guy. Poor poor guy. What was his name Zach? Was he a Zach? I think so. Yeah. I think he was one of the Zachs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Zach, uh, who's your first round? No. Yeah, yeah first was. round pick. First overall pick. Wow. Um, also, I mean, your boy was, Blake, was... Logan, real poor showing out of Blake. During... <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. He just felt like he had been wronged more than anybody somehow because he bought a book and read some of a book about and like how and reached like, out to her and reached out to her. And oh, yeah, broke, broke the rules, the rules and... and also got like encouraged about breaking the rules and he was just he was floored his world had been torn apart kenny blake and jason all really 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 put on what jay jay which one is he he's on jordan's team he's the guy who he started getting a little more outspoken these past couple episodes i don't know how else to describe me black guy basic dude no no No. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. jay yeah yeah, Yeah, he's like kind of like he's like in the mix kind of guy yeah yeah yeah, that's right yeah kind of like Uh, a, a crumpled face a little bit yeah. yeah, he's the kind of guy who talks a lot of shit to get his friends fired up, so his friends will do the fighting, but he'll like, like him that. back. Like, wow, that's my guy. You know? You're talking shit about my guy now, Emily. Is that that's, <laughs> that's classic, classic Emily behavior? Emily's running a high here because she had a real scoring, a torrid scoring streak wow. for her team. Wow, yeah. wow. Look, just... I drafted for Tasha, and based on first week showings, your girl <laughs> nailed it. Wow. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm rooting One for last you, thing Emily. about Claire. Thank you. One last thing about Claire. Uh she does she does this thing and she's done it a couple times where she like makes it seem like she has she makes it seem at the same time like she knows exactly what she wants. Yeah. But she also like kind of bemoans the fact that she's had to work so hard. But it's like to her is working hard to her going on various Bachelor Nation TV shows cuz that would appear that's been the bulk of her like dating life. That we're aware of, yeah. Sure, but still, it's like you know. I mean, she damn near got engaged when I mean, she got engaged on one of the yep. shows, right? Yeah. So this is her second time. She's two for five on you know spent four hundred on engagements I'm coming out. Put you in the things. Hall of Fame. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, it just like I I guess I have an issue with like you can't complain about like how hard you have to work and then at the same time be like try to do this thing where you're so self confident and so secure. And what you want and, and and you know what i'm saying like it just seems like uh it seems like you're kind of getting to have it both ways yeah i think she from could a complaint do, standpoint yes yeah. look here like my grievances are like i definitely think she plays up a little too much just all of the hardships and i don't yep. think it's look i don't want to say that well your hardships aren't valid if they're valid to you like whatever but i think she uses a lot of extremes like always never um yeah. mm-hmm. my whole life so it makes it pretty like exhausting i think she could have maybe worded it a different way where because of what she's had to go through and struggle with she is more confident in what she's looking for sure. because of the lessons she's learned yeah. but i don't think she necessarily puts it together like that yeah if that makes sense. that's fair yeah. 
I could I could see that. Okay, that was that was all I had. All right, let's all move right, on. Goodbye, Clarendale. See you never. See you never again. Lord will. Neither if, you. if they're on the Bentel all, I'm gonna be so mad Ooh. if they waste our time. I don't know. I kind of want to see Jason talk to Claire, but whatever. Oh gosh, he's gonna be a blubbering mess. He's gonna be like. Anyway. I was going to say something potentially offensive. I decided not to. <laughs> Thanks for not doing that. Well, we're all maturing. So, bring on Tasha. Wow. First of all, let's start with her limousine entrance. Well, Let hold on. First of all, yes. before the limo entrance, I have a logistical oh, yeah. question. Do Please. we know... Like, I'm very confused about how they pieced this together like how mm-hmm. how soon on the tail end of claire leaving did Tasha roll up because mm-hmm. these yeah. guys had to quarantine for like 10 days two weeks before they were allowed to like socially congregate with each other so did they just have her like if claire on was deck. only there for 12 days how did Tasha? Like I'm just very interested in how these time. Yeah, are these dudes just killing like? So, did they kill like five days chilling by the pool with no phone, just like hanging out doing jack crap? Yeah. So that's a great question, and I did see that there is an interview out now with Tasha where they do kind of ask her some questions about some of those logistics. I have not yet listened to it, okay. but hopefully we get some of those answers. I do know after listening to an interview with Rob Mills, one of the like. ABC, I guess, producers, like he said that the time they knew that they were going to essentially have to ask Claire to leave and someone else to step in is when Claire gave herself the rose on the group date. He was like, yeah, I mean, we saw that things were trending in a direction of like, oh, like she's like really into Dale. And so, but that's happened before on the show. And sometimes like people, we could just kind of like urge them like remember there's other guys here he's like it's when she gave herself the rose so we're like okay we're off the rails we got to do something different so <laughs> but you know i was probably sooner on in that process of let's let's get her out of here but oh yeah for sure yeah anyhow so tisha arrives uh the men are given a choice of whether they would like to stay and see what's next or to leave <laughs> All of them choose to stay, including Jason and Blake, to our surprise. Kenny. And Kenny. And then uh, Tasha arrives. And what you guys, first of all, think of the dress, if I may ask. I'm, I'm very interested Not in guys' favorite. opinion on this. Not my favorite yeah. either. She's gorgeous. She's yes. stunning. stunning. She is like supreme, wow. very beautiful. But, um, not my dress. No, I wouldn't have. I would have. I would have picked maybe something a little more solid. Uh, she's naturally. She's stunning. First, she's got big eyes, like like what's the name said uh, when they were having some one on one time, and uh, yeah, I think she would have looked good in, in maybe a, a solid color, something lighter. Yeah, the dress. The needed... dress doesn't need to do as much for her, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think she needed a jewel tone too. Yeah, I think that like. Look, I'm a big fan of like an army green, but I think she really needed a jewel tone just to make things pop, you know? Right. It also kind of looked a little camo to me. 
So that was a little weird. Yeah, so it was just like shimmery, ruffly, greenish, That's some kind brown, of like weird pattern. Anyway. Logan, it, looked like, it looked like a streamer pattern. <laughs> yeah, right. It was a, it was a, a muddler. It was a muddler minnow. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was an olive-colored sculpin dress. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then she introduces herself to the guy. She's a little nervous in her toast and introduction. Which was adorable. So cute. Very endearing. Oh, An absolute God. breath of fresh air. Like, oh. let me, aside from me wanting to win this, like, she's an absolute delight. Like, this is great. So fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too saying good that. for the show. Honestly, like, yeah. she's one of the ones, like, Shit. probably should have said no. Let let someone else take take this circus lady but Kaylin. yes but at the same time like maybe it means like she really does deserve to find a good guy and this is a cast of really good guys i mean if she was going to be on any season this was a good season for her to be on yeah i feel like this is a pretty strong group of dudes. we have a stronger well, that group we know of dudes. about that we know about secrets so far out. what have you read oh, they will. Steve, logan <laughs> no. okay well, and the other thing is, I think it allows her to shine a little bit more. To, you know, everyone's kind of like, oh, it just feels unfair. She didn't get like the full season or the big entrance that most get. But I kind of feel like this lets that part of Tasha, who's so warm and embracing and kind, like that breath of fresh yeah. air really shine. Because she could come in and you could just see how uplifting it was to all the guys. And she really genuinely was interested in each person and spent time with them and so i think it really allows that to shine versus like yeah had she just had a standard season yeah eh, just a thought yeah and then subsequent to her arrival we did have the arrival of four more gentlemen yep um the guys that were in there were not happy about this okay they were and and like you said joy this speaks sort of to the timeline who knows they could have been just just absolutely hanging for 20 days waiting for you know abc to decide what they're gonna do like and sitting in you the know bullpen, like just, yeah just like you know doing band workouts and you know throwing out and listening to bennett like talk about stocks and stuff probably but uh anyhow so yeah we did get three new dudes we got spencer water treatment engineer shout out gang gang we're out here uh montel 30 years old he's a gym owner uh we have peter the real estate guy with teeth like a horse, tall. Um, and then we have Noah. He's a travel nurse. He's 25. And Jordan claims he's going to be trouble. <laughs> so, it appears that way. Noah came in with a mustache. Listen, seems like a fun hang. Seems like a delight. Uh, friend of the podcast, Colin Smith, has alleged that there's no way he's trying to win this show. And this entire thing is a publicity stunt for Bachelor in Paradise. Which, hey. A hundred percent. Go for Colin it. Colin Smith. agree with you, buddy. <laughs> He's like, no one shows up to the show looking for love with that mustache. No. Where's his exact quote? Okay, call, uh, he, Noah, <coughs> Noah is the Dean wannabe of this season. Sure. And I'm counting on that for volatility points. Purely yes. volatility. Yeah, I think Smart you choice. guys lucked out with, uh, so, yeah. So, we decided to assign... Uh, we re we redrafted the four dudes in reverse score order. So Jordan picked first. He took Noah. I took bad boy Noah. Bad boy Noah. Emily took Spencer, which really screwed me. So I took Peter, and then Jordan was given Montel. So um, Montel didn't really move the needle for me, to be honest. Uh, Neither Montel or Peter did. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really. I wasn't really feeling the vibes from Peter either. But uh, 
you know, he's from he's from Mass. He probably likes to throw down. Things could get, things could get weird, but uh, they're not gonna generate many points for you guys. But they're at least a buffer. You know, they make sure. the other guys on your team look better. They're sure, warm bodies. Sure. Um, yes. Spencer stepped in it right away. He came in. I personally think he got a bit of a bad. Like he walked into a tough a tough room. If that makes it was sense. a tough room. Yeah. It was a tough room. He walked in and basically was like, all right, so which one of you scared Claire away? Ha, ha, ha. And, like, these dudes did not think that was funny. And I kind of think that's funny. Like, I mean, come on. She's gone. Just, like, just relax a little bit, bros. But, anyhow, um, Riley has a big problem with him. Riley also. Riley Riley seems like he would be zero fun. Yeah. Like, no fun at all. Big things too serious. Just all triceps and chest day. And then. um, Listen, man. He's from Detroit. He practices medical malpractice law. And like, he tries to act like he lives in the hood still. Like, come on, dude. He does. Rob's the streets right are now. everywhere. The streets are okay. everywhere, Logan. <laughs> yeah. All the, the streets are known for practicing medical malpractice law. Especially at the La Quinta Resort and Spa. <laughs> That's a good point. Anyhow, I'm just saying, he seems like he seems like no fun. And, well, he's, uh, I can't he's still I can't scoring some points for me, so. That's just true. He he listen, not scared of a not scared of a verbal altercation, Mr. Or a physical altercation. Classic that's uh see Jay's just gonna hype Riley up to get into some fights. That's classic lawyer guy though. Just listen running their mouth. Yep, yep, yep. All right. That all said, um Thank goodness we did not have a rose ceremony that night. Tasha canceled it to continue the cocktail party to talk to everyone. And wow, team Emily. Just making up show of it, <laughs> taking this thing away. I'm talking Ivan. I'm talking Brendan. I'm talking just all the dudes. All the dudes. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember all their names. Team oh, Spencer got the first impression, Rose. Let's go. So you know, I'm feeling good. I'm I'm feeling comfortable. Um where Spencer had I... so much product in his hair. Like Colin wow. also Colin also alleged that Spencer has big time cheater energy in uh in to use his words. So Emily would I, I agree. agree with that as well. Colin's <laughs> yeah. batting a thousand right now. Yeah, he's, he's oh, got to dial that. If only oh, he could pick football games Spencer better. Spencer is like the dude from Listen to Your Heart that we thought reminded us of Jed, oh, but now Spencer reminds yeah. me of him. What was his name? Also, both of Spencer and Noah give me a little bit of remember that dude from Bachelor in Paradise that also had a mustache briefly. That um like fought didn't he get in, he got in a he got like hammered got in a fight like at the cabana with that other guy the the like the, the Hispanic dude yeah <laughs> yes yes remember that Emily? oh yeah yeah what was his name I remember Dustin? the fight and uh, I think you mean the blonde guy yeah the little guy he was like kind of oh. a, a Shermany little not Shermany but like yeah kind of yeah a yeah he doesn't guy. remind me of Spencer okay the guy you're talking know, just about like, I'm like gonna picky. be honest seems like a um, yeah, that's fine. What are we gonna say? No, no. A gay lord? No. Let's move on. Um, so I'm trying to look at the name of this guy. It'll come to me. We might have to fact check it next week. Steve. It's this guy. Yeah. But what is his name? He wears the camel freaking thing at all times. Yeah. It looks like literally looks like Dollar Store Jed Wyatt. Uh, why don't they give us names? Okay, well, anyway, this is killing air time. I apologize. So, anyway. Also, Listen to Your Heart was like four months ago. That's Does that crazy that seem like me. that was like three years ago? Trevor 
It's uh, Trevor, <laughs> and Trevor was a cheater. So we know. Classic Trevor. All those cheaters are all the same. Jed, Spencer, and Trevor. Wow. <laughs> Don't pick them, Tasha. Big Jed vibes. Anyway, somehow he manages to get the first impression rose. Because he's hot. He's she hot. thinks he's hot. He's Not a good reason to give someone the rose. Just saying. How else are you going to make the first impression? Uh, personality? Right, Hello, Ivan. He's my friend to win everything. Well, I do because he's adorable, but we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, this is true. Oh, I'm going to just give a glowing review. All right, group date. So we have a group date. Uh, we get another, you know, com uh, competition event, probably because there's really nothing else to do on this resort. So we get splash ball, which is just basketball in the pool. Yeah. Um, like we got basketball mixed a with little water more polo. coverage compared to the last sporting event. The guys were in speedos instead of dock straps. So, Garen, you know, that was Garen really, Garen was really bummed to miss out on this yeah, one. I'm so sure. was Yosef. So. <laughs> well, Yosef at least had a nice rig. Garen. <laughs> Hey, we gotta have space for these real bodies with, with the log on 2020 rig just 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 freaking go muscles not show muscles you know <laughs> um doing it with the regular body. if i recall correctly a lot of the guys <laughs> who are on the winning team in the last uh sporting event were on the winning team in this one yeah so looking at you blake monar for botching it for your team every time both times Canadians in sports can't trust them. Can't win with them. We had do it. a physical altercation uh, in the pool. I suppose. I don't think we counted it like points wise as a physical altercation. That's, that's dudes playing sports. It's going to happen. Unnecessary roughness. Locker that's room. one might call it. Riley claimed that uh, Spencer's face hit my elbow, which oh, was hilarious. That was a tremendous uh, line. Yeah. His face, <laughs> his face just ran into my elbow. So, you know, Spencer's gums are bleeding. So, Although I will say like these like listen these things happen. Jordan, I played a turf game with you. I got I got I bit through my lip real bad during a game one time. Mm -hmm. It sucks. You get blood everywhere. But like for whatever reason like these things happen and like every time this kind of thing happens on the bachelorette like the girl always like comes to like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" Oh, well, no. like it, ha it, it happened on Hannah Brown's season too when when what's his name got just his dumped into the ground I think during that rugby game. And I think it happened another time. Someone else was bleeding in that season, too. And it was like, oh, my God, are you okay? It's like, oh, please. This just happens. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he busted his lip. He'll be playing fine. playing up this gender role norms, you know? Well, the same thing. It also goes the other way. I mean, if it's like, oh, my God, I was not feeling good. And then Connor came and brought me soup. And then, <laughs> I think I love him. Uh, Connor. Connor. <laughs> Dude, Connor and Mike are now roommates. Oh, really? Yes, it makes me so happy. They're pulling some elite tail in that department. Oh, Holy moly. Did you guys know that Mike published a book? No, <laughs> I did not know. Yeah. It's a, a book about love, so, you know. My, it's called My Three Queens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I can't believe we all laughed at that so hard. It's just the... Uh, Sign of the times. We're consuming a lot of Bachelor Nation. All right, Emily. So, yeah, we had a group date. Uh, the winner of the group date got to eat hot dogs and hamburgers, and they, like, talked about it. Like, man, how about those hot dogs and hamburgers? There was, yeah. like, weird so conversation about the hot forced. dogs. Yeah. And then uh, there but was – they all got to come back. They all got to come party. back for the cocktail party, which is good. Um, and, yeah, strong showing by Team Emily. Yep, once again. Well, actually, none of my guys – only Spencer was on the state for my team. Okay. Uh oh, only Spencer? Yeah. 
whole... It was pretty much your team against Jordan's team. Oh, that's team. right. You did say that. I yeah, which means the next, next time it's just going to be a bunch of my dudes pinned against each other, but it's fine. We'll see. Um, yeah, so easy, delightful, delightful oh. performance. I think oh, she... Obviously, sweet. she liked easy. She gave him a rose. I love easy. Um, Zach C seems to be making a strong play. Zach C also wearing like the the high top white whites with the uh, suit at all times. I gotta say, he's I got he's that. got big yeah. sneakerhead energy. Like yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah, he, he gets on StockX. He's buying. Oh, he's, buying de- shoes. Yeah, he's definitely like clear clear the rack out of the Nike outlet and flip on StockX for sure. It you know respect the side hustle. Yeah. Hustles are hustles. Yeah, he definitely seemed to make a really good impression on Tasha. I mean, he had a great like. <laughs> I guess introductory conversation with her where they threw coins in the, the wishing well behind them, the fountain behind them. And it was cute. Yeah. Um, she seems to like him. He seems to be in a lot of previews of upcoming. Let's go. Season, so. Let's go, buddy. Um, Not someone I would have expected to go far, but Hey, here we are. Weirder he's things like have a, happened. He, he's got like his mouth makes a weird uh, shape when he talks. Yeah, his head just makes it. Yeah, and she she said something about him having an accent, which I don't really think he does. I think it's just like (laughs) I don't I don't want to call it a a lisp or a speech impediment, but like no, but he has a little bit of that. Like like have you ever heard Manny Diaz? Yeah, have you heard Manny Diaz speak? He's got a little Manny Diaz in it. Okay, that makes sense. Like a a a slight little lisp. Got it. I'll listen more carefully next time. Lisping. Um. In between our group date, actually, just in how it was aired, not how it was actually filmed, Jason really going through it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Jason's having a tough time. He's I'm trying to like coach him through it. Dudes. I'm just trying, you know, willing through the TV. Jason, just make it to the rose ceremony. Just, you know, let her let you go instead of going on your free will. Um, but no. Emily team wasn't He's a man of honor and integrity and went to her after talking things through with Dr. Joe, you know, just bearing his heart to the other dudes and realizing he just couldn't do it. He was really in love with Claire. We shed some tears. um, And then we had, you know. We being Jason. Yep. And, you know, team Emily in general. (laughs) Our souls leaped together. Wept. Uh, Wept. You're right. Sorry. And then, uh, I'm, you know, I'm hearing it back now and I'm realizing how bad it sounds. So yes. Uh, but then he goes to Tasha and, you know, just a real stand-up guy. I think he handled that conversation really well. Based on Tasha's outfit, he actually went to her after her, uh, her date with Brendan. Or in between the date and the dinner. Yeah, or that, or that. But she did, she had on her date with Brendan clothes. Which, you know, still wasn't enough to persuade him to stay. So, really, <laughs> man, he sticks to his word. Because, wow. Listen, I just want to say, as another man of character and integrity, I personally would have <laughs> waited it out a little bit longer and just enjoyed the free amenities at the La Quinta and whatever free you know open bar sitch they had going on there like worst case scenario you don't get a rose at the next ceremony and you go home anyhow yeah if you do get a rose then you spend a couple extra nights of vacation time 
get a, get super bronzed as we do, and then yeah. you go talk to Tasha at some point. You don't have to do Look, this right away, buddy. Jordan, that would have been my strategy too, but you know he didn't converse with the coach, so yep. unfortunately, negative points for Emily. Yep, I do have to say again a difference between Tasha. I think had this been Claire and someone coming to her wanting to leave, I think she would have just been like turned it into I'm a victim again and somehow like, why don't you want to say you don't like me, all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think Tisha, I really liked when she actually asked him like, or she's made a statement like, I understand that. Like, I understand you developed feelings and I would encourage you to stay to see if things change. And if they don't, it's okay. I I thought that showed integrity on her part too, that for her, this isn't all just about her. Yeah. 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 So I appreciated her. Yeah. Shout out to Tasha and to Jason. So Jason is on his merry way home. He's out of the bubble. Uh, all right. I guess all we got left is one on one day. Oh, and what a one on one day it was. <laughs> Emily, Emily it was is very beautiful. excited. Emily has identified Brendan oh, as her. My cheeks hurt. As her man's, he is since, my man's since early on. Since drafting day, baby. Every time he'd pop up on the screen, even if for a little bit, I was like, Logan, look how attractive this man is, and he's so sweet and uh oh, He's he's adorable. He he seems like a, a so like precious. A, a, yes, yes, very precious. Very. Precious. He seems very pleasant. He's got like kind of like a he's got a very pleasant manner in which he speaks. Yeah. He speaks well. Yep. He doesn't overdo it. Uh, yeah, I. I yeah, he's a likable guy. I mean, he's destined he's to go far in this. To has to be. I mean, he asked for permission to kiss her. They have that cute little moment where it's like, oh, that's so sweet. Also, and then- listen, I just would like to say this whole La Quinta situation is really adding a whole lot of water feature kisses because every day just ends with like a pool hangout. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's get on our, our skivvies and just You're freaking. Just upset you haven't canoodle, had a water feature yeah. kiss. He's, he's, he's upset that, upset that Zach couldn't kiss in, in front of the fountain. He he let uh-huh. that slide. By. I got screwed. I got screwed by I got screwed by Claire, the Bruce Bowen of freaking defensive stoppers out here. Just not just not Sean letting Elliott anybody up, score. Up and yeah, freaking... just no scoring, no scoring here. So. Both of your Zacks didn't have water feature kiss because the other Zach could have kissed Tasha when they threw the coins in the fountain. He did kiss her though, didn't he? No, no. He kissed her later, just not at the not at the water feature. We're building, we're building uh, offense for the future. You need to strategize with your team here. So, yes, they go horseback riding. Around the pool. Around the pool. Chris <laughs> Absolute Harrison, finesse like, by those horses. Chris Harrison pops up a few times to offer them beverages and snacks, I think, to play off of the fact that he interrupted their time talking the night before. It was unnecessary, but whatever. And he's also evidently the only other person there. Right. So weird. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, you know, uh, we go to dinner and Brendan shares his story that he's divorced. He did not know that, allegedly, about Tasha. So he's very nervous about how she's going to perceive it. I forgot that about Tasha. Yeah. It, I, I like that it's not one of those things that, like, defines who Tasha is. Like, she's yeah. not the divorced bachelorette, you right. know? Um, but I have to say, I really appreciated how Brendan talked about his ex-wife and their relationship. You know, I think sometimes when you hear people talk about divorce, which is very hard, it, regardless of if it was just kind of a situation where it wasn't working out, 
people can still find a way to frame or say things that make it seem like their ex is a bad person. Sure. And I think he was so respectful that we were high school sweet sweethearts, but we knew each other all growing up. Our families were close and, you know, we just got married really young and tried to go to counseling and talk things through. And the more we talked things through, the more we realized how different we were and, you know, that they still really care about each other, but respected that they needed to go their separate ways. And, I just thought he handled that so well where um, I think if you were his ex's family and watching the show, you would feel like, you know, respected and yeah. considered. Um, and so, of course, because he handled that so well, I think Tasha freed her to feel like she could share her story. And it was just a beautiful moment. Uh, so much story sharing, so, so many hearts sharing. being opened and uh, just learning about the real and the raw you know that none of this this fruity stuff getting really getting in there wanting to know who you are Mm -hmm. deep inside Mm -hmm. what makes you tick i thought it was cute too when he said he said something along the lines of how he's a little bit more quiet or or reserved and she's like well that's okay because i've got a bit of (laughs) i think she said did she say spicy I don't know. Yeah. I or think... exciting something. But I thought that's well said. Like, I think sometimes, it, you know, why she and JPJ didn't work out. I mean, obviously for a lot they're of reasons. Similar. Yeah. They're too similar. And I think, like, when you're someone who's a little bit outgoing, this is why Logan and I work. You know, <laughs> Logan needs to be in the middle of things, making people laugh, having a good time. I'm content being the wallflower. You know, it works. Go team. So, Good team. Anything else you would like? You had a lot to say about Brendan on the. Day. No, he just seemed. I, he seemed like a delight, and, and I was like, you know, as much as it's you know fun to give you grief about like him being on your team, like he he's he seems like an easy guy to root for. I'll yes. say yes. that. Absolutely. He's like he, like he he seems like just a general genuinely good dude. He kind of seems like he's open to this like process for whatever it's worth, and then he also seems like he's like. Kind of like low-key fun, but like also like not like a high maintenance person, uh, which is or a high maintenance contestant on this show. Yeah. So like your Blake Monars, your Luke P's, things of that nature that just no, demand a lot of a lot of mental space out, out of the, the 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 main contestant, the Bachelorette or the Bachelor. So I um yeah no I I appreciate his approach. Frankly, kind of one of the guys like you hope that works out for him yeah. because he seems like. Uh, He's like I said, beautiful babies. I'm shipping them so hard. <laughs> um, I think Brendan also reminds me of those guys, like because he's maybe more quiet or reserved, but like it's probably like super funny. You know what I mean? That's how he strikes me as that guy who just yeah. like. Well, ever since I saw him and uh, Dr. Joe embrace each other during, oh, during that one. We never talked about that. That, that was so. Yeah. Also, Dr. Joe, like, I want to know more about him. I do, too. He just seems like he's, like, everyone's confidant. Yeah. And, like, he's always just, like, giving the wisest counsel, but he hasn't, we haven't seen him, like, no. in the mix at all. I really would like him <laughs> to get a one-on-one date so we can get to know him. Is he on your team, too? Yeah. Of course. Well, he's got all these likable dudes. They're so likable. I knew. It's all right. You got Spencer. He really takes He's a real P for your team. Yeah. No, I think Noah's gonna be the Luke P. I think Spence. <laughs> I'm telling you, Spencer's like the Trevor or the um. Like he's just a little Jed. Or he could be the Jed. Honestly. She likes him. Yeah, it's dangerous. Smoking hot. 
frustrating <laughs> when you got good guys. It was like interesting. Oh there. yeah, we got a weird moment where uh, it might have been in the bloopers where Bennett was complaining about the mustache. Yeah. Oh, he and uh, he and Ed were talking about it. Which like, do you how think that's like? Around? Um, yeah. Oh my God. No joke. How is Ed? Really, he he is getting a worse edit than Doctor Joe because every time you see Ed, he just look. He's looking increasingly worse every time you see him. Too. He, he might have a more like, regular, regular body than freaking Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Ed having just like huge pecs, or he's built like Ronnie Sorrentino. He's got the, boat uh, muscles from, from originally yeah, from the original Jersey Shore. <laughs> um. That all said, in 2020, is making fun of someone... Jordan, you're a man that has a mustache right now. Yeah. I don't actually think it's a, it's a terrible look. I think it's acceptable to have a mustache these days. Yeah. I understand that, like, if I grow out a mustache, like, it's almost like kind of like a, a fun little ruse for, like, a couple weeks, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you forget you have it, and then you're like, man, I just been, I've just been out here having serious conversations with all these people with this mustache. <laughs> out here but, like, rocking this thing. I, yeah, I, but I don't necessarily think that in 2020, like, it's a funny thing to, like, make fun of someone with a mustache. Like, I don't think it's out of the question that someone has a mustache, and, like, that's, like, an, an irrevocably bad thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, it seemed like, I like I like Bennett, but it just seemed like it was kind of like he was trying a little hard to, like, bag on a dude. Well, I for think no for, like, come on, for like, like, look at you, man, you're wearing, like, boat shoes and, like, freaking uh, yeah, but, yes. but in, in Bennett's world, it definitely is like a novel, stupid thing. Yes. In you Bennett's, don't think in Bennett's world, there are guys that work at the bank that have a mustache? No. Really? Not like, not in the bank. He is like, he is suit, white shirt, tie, every day to work, like clean shaven or like, yeah. I, just, are... I feel like a mustache for an older gentleman that might work at a bank would not be out of the realm of possibility. Well, for Even older, if he were. But not for like 25-year-old junior uh, okay, associate who comes in as a new hire, which is what Noah is to Bennett right now. He hasn't earned the, the privilege to grow a mustache yet. You think Bennett it's is It's like Amish anti... culture where you can't grow out your beard until you... Yeah, well, it's kind of like that frat, like frat hierarchy. Like Noah is a pledge to Bennett right now. Is is the way he's. <laughs> is uh, do you think Bennett is also out on tattoos? I think he'd be more understanding about them. Like because you could cover them up in the workplace. You yeah. can't cover up your face. Business tattoos, you know. Vote vote tattoos. Ronnie Sorrentino. <laughs> All right. Uh, feel bad for Peter. Didn't get a whole lot of Peter, so shout out to Team Log One. Uh, might have to wear this one this year. The streak might be over, guys. The streak might be over. It's not looking great. I think you've got long distance opportunity with Easy and Zaxi. Yeah, let's go Easy. Just like I think Jordan has long distance opportunity with both spreadsheet. <laughs> like I, I don't feel great about my team, guys. I mean, Noah's, I mean, Noah's a I big wild card. Uh, I You're still think, like, think Riley could be a wild card. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, I think Noah's going to have some, like, Luke P stays around a little too long. Um, What do you think of Jordan C? Uh, he, oh, seems, he seems a little too passive. Like, mm -hmm. there's not yeah, a lot that differentiates up. him right now. Yeah. So he's he's gonna really need to like 
show some stuff on film or he might not be long for this world. Yeah. DeMar had a, a nice little bounce back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I could see that. So we'll see. We'll see how things shake out. I think next week we get another group date and a rose ceremony. It is unbelievable that Ed is still here. You're that's so right about that, Jordan. It's like Ed and Joe. I mean, I, I, I think Joe's probably a great dude, but man, what are they doing? Meanwhile, we're getting just like constant forlorn Blake Moines in the corner, like trying to deal with like, uh, you know, an attractive woman walking in that he didn't read a book about her. Like, oh, man, my, my return period for Amazon is up and I can't get money back for that <laughs> Alzheimer's book anymore. Oh, and I started thinking about the trees again. And the exchange rate's gone to <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> what did I say? You don't even have time to say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All so right. I think next week we probably will see Peter, hopefully Ed, um, Montel. You think Joe's on the chopping block? <sighs> you probably should. I'm be. not speaking that into an existence. <laughs> oh, Ben had a good showing on my team too. He had a good moment. Oh, he was yeah, Ben's got long-term yeah. potential as well. I think she might see a bit of the red flag with Blake. Uh, and he's got creepy eyes. I'm not proud that he's on I'm my team. I'm interested to see what happens to Chasen too. I don't think he's long for this world either. Chasen's yeah, interesting because he's the guy Logan. You sent me an Instagram post about that. He's he's <clears> apparently <throat> canoodling with some other contestant from this universe. So I don't know how much Chasen. Yeah. When did I send you this? When I accused you of reading spoiler posts before the season. Oh. Oh, it's a long time ago. Yeah, he's playing it off like he doesn't remember this. He remembers it. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember this. The, the Holy Spirit man. convicted him. I I believe this. Okay. Fair enough. All right, you can you can allege that <laughs> levy the Holy Spirit against me during this troubling time. So in point standings, I was leading with six hundred, but Jason left, so that's subtracting twenty. Uh, so we're at five eighty, five sixty for Logan, and four sixty five with. Jordan. Mm. Well, yeah. the media tough, can't, tough call, times, can't call the score. So. <laughs> <laughs> if indeed the score is true. Yeah. First of all. A lot of, I lot have of questions. I have questions. Just, just some questions. <laughs> Casual. Casual questions. All right. Is that it? That's it Anything for me. else to say? No. What are we looking forward to next week? Um, a rose ceremony, a traditional getting back in the rhythm yeah, of the we're, bachelorette. We're gonna get another group date, a rose ceremony, which probably leaves enough time for another one-on-one date. Mm. Ooh, who are we thinking, Ben, Spencer, or Ben? Ooh. I'm thinking Blake Moines. Take him into the woods. <laughs> Watch him work with his Where's that? <laughs> Where's Xy? Uh, yeah. could be. I, yeah. Those are your those are your big three. I don't think she's gonna give a one on one date to Spencer this quickly. Or Riley, because he's a douche. Okay. Riley's not getting a one on one date. Sorry, Jordan. Just wait. Sorry. He'll he'll lawyer his way into one. I, I feel <laughs> I'm really excited about this Mike and Connor roommate situation though. Oh, also speaking of Mike, I'm glad you brought it up. I looked up the name of the book. Is it called My Three Queens? No, I wish. That would have been so great. It's called Making the Love You Want. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> what is it about? Love, I guess. And making it. 
Has he found love? Okay. Um, let me look this up, actually. I'll find a description. Where, uh, He's growing where, his hair out a little where bit. Where did it land, land on the New York Times bestseller list? <laughs> you know, these are really good questions. You need to come correct next time. When you're <laughs> you're right. Send me your questions ahead of time. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. We've got a 4.8 out of 5. Okay. On uh, the good Goodreads list. Okay. okay the basic description is it's a guide to leveling up our lives from the inside out through the practice of self-love oh god oh level love it and love self-love my two favorite things linking and build linking and building being my third and fourth favorite things <laughs> oh, <laughs> i like to level up i like to link and build Cap it off with some self-love. It's like, first of all, a good moisturizer routine every night. Drink That's lots how you of water. Really... <laughs> I'm talking tons. I want you pissing every 30 minutes. Hy- 30 he minutes. definitely writes about hydration somewhere in that book. I'm talking male pedicures. <laughs> I'm talking spa days. I'm talking deep puffing underneath your eyes. Oh, we haven't done that in a while. I'm talking <laughs> facial masks. I haven't done that in a while either. I'm talking gratitude journaling. Oh, Meditation. God. Gratitude journaling. Never. There's a few <laughs> things. There are very few things I will say. You got to develop the relationship with yourself before you can relate there to others. There we go. I'm talking waking up at early and grinding. Your, your bucket has got to be full if you're going to pour into the buckets of others. It's true. All right. I've often said Emily's pretty much got chapters one through 14 already, already done here. Pretty, pretty easy. So, uh, all right, we'll wrap it up here, but anyhow, another, uh, fun week in the bachelor universe, I guess. Um, good times all around, but any final words, Kochi? Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me as always. (laughs) Of course. Uh, it's pleasant. You feel, you feel, uh, you feel the void adequately. Oh, yeah. More than adequately, some would say. The cup runs more full of it. (laughs) (laughs) Something about that. Anyhow, Jordan, you all set, buddy? Think so. All right. Thanks for joining us. The Wheel Route, you know what it is. We are at the Wheel Route, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com, thewheelroute.com. Check the pics, et cetera, et cetera. Go Gators. Go Gators. Go Dukes, and may the roses ever be in your favor, boys.